has the power to change lives. And I declare by faith that my life and the life of those around me will be changed by the word. Okay, as we jump into the last Sunday for the year, and we're looking into the future, um, I want to give you an encouraging word here. We've, uh, matter of fact, I personally talked to the guy that's leading the project for the fire systems that we've been waiting to be completed. They've worked the entire week while we have been off campus and the school's been closed. They've had access to everything. They are muy poquito to go. They have a, just a little ways to go before the fire system is complete and then it's up for final inspection. Like Kyle said, I'm believing in less than four weeks we're going to be able to move the kids and the teachers into the classrooms. If you agree with me, give God a praise. <clears throat> now, I know there's some people going, yeah, yeah, you guys thought that in the past. Well, somebody slapped you and then slapped your mama. Okay. Um, okay, so that's our update on the classrooms. Now, I want to say to the brothers, the Men's Reignite 2.0 event, this is really important. I want you to understand, brothers, that this is an inner church gathering of men of God and multiple churches. The pastors that are going to be teaching are men that we know, we trust. Two of them are from out of town, great shepherds, great pastors, great teachers and brothers. Please, I'm asking you, sign up. And if you don't, I'm going to come hunt you down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be outside at the table waiting for you to sign up. And if you can't afford the $20, I will personally pay for it to get your blessed assurance there. Okay? It's really important. Ladies, poke him in the ribs and tell him he's going. Okay? Three of you. <laughs> no, nobody poked? Okay. Um, you know, with all that's going on with the sickness and the, you know, the flu that's going on and all the you know, all the things that are happening. And I know I, I got caught in it. I wasn't able to show up last week. <clears throat> but to understand that no matter what the world throws at us, we know who we are, we know what we've been called to do, and we are going to do it without compromise. If you believe that, say amen. amen. All right, here we go this morning as we jump in. I want to say, Pastor Steve, thank you last week. At the last minute, I ended up calling him and saying, hey, Brother Steve, you're on. And he jumped in, and he did a great job. Thank you for that. Okay, now, as we talk about this, and we deal with what we're going to be dealing with for the coming days ahead, I want to talk about being plumb-lined to the future. Have you ever heard the term plumb-line? How many of you know what a plumb-line is? Okay, surprise. A lot of people really don't know what a plumb-line is. And pl being plumbed is how something is made correct according to proper measure. And so a plumb line is an ancient item that carpenters and construction workers still use today. And a plumb line is a weight on the end of a string. And when that string, and of course I can't hold it perfectly settled because it's my hand, but if it's hung from something solid, that plumb line, the end, this is called a plumb bob. I don't know why bob's in it, but um, this is called a plumb bob. Not a lot of people know about this. 
when I went to purchase this at Home Depot, um, I had to find three people who knew what it was, okay? Um, so you understand that it's a crucial element because it, it will give you exact level or center on the earth and perfectly level. And what happens is because the earth is around, is round and gravity draws everything to the center, this is how you find perfectly level. And the ancients knew about this. This was a well-known item. And what happens is the end of the plumb bob, when you're building something and you want it to be level, and obviously every building needs to be level, every plumb bob, no matter where you hang a plumb bob out, whether it's here in Hammett or you go 180 degrees around the earth, the exact opposite side of the earth, and you hang one, both plumb bobs will point to the center of the earth. Absolute center. Right there is dead center, the earth. And no matter where you move this, it points at dead center. And so that's how construction was done in ancient days, how they built perfect buildings. You know, they look at the, at the pyramids and go, how did they get those stones level? And uh, give me a couple of those pictures there, media, if you would. Um, the ancients, they knew how to even calculate with the stars with a plumb bob. They knew how to calculate the movement of the stars. They knew how to build buildings. Give me another one, please. And so there's a whole group of ancient plumb bobs. Keep moving if you would. Now look, right there between those two in Rome, a Roman carving, see that A? That, that is an A-frame, and the middle of it is a string, and it's a construction item, perfectly level. And so what's the last one? We have one there. We don't have any more. That's it. Okay, so in the process, what we're going to be dealing with in the next four weeks after this, we're going to be dealing with being plumbed to the Word. Because the world is out to make everything crooked. The world is out to keep everything off balance. And if you know how to keep your life in plumb, you'll always be in balance. And you'll always walk as the, walk as the Scripture says, you'll walk circumspectly. And so as we deal with the issue of a plumb bob, we're going to be dealing with the Scriptures and building for the future how we can plumb for 2024 and build not a structure in terms of a physical building, but build a spiritual building. Jesus said this, you are living stones. And as living stones, you're not just stones that aren't hewn or, 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 or measured or designed. They're not just not river stones. You are designed by God all of us were, to walk and live circumspectly according to the Word. And if you build for the future, you lay a strong foundation for 2024. The world is doing everything it can to keep believers, the believers in Jesus, the church of Jesus Christ, the world blurs the lines with truth. And it's important that we understand that what's happening right now in the world is Nobody knows what's right or wrong. What's right and what's wrong. And the line keeps moving. And the world keeps moving it. But while the world keeps moving the line on what is plumb to the truth of God's Word and the kingdom, while the world does what it wants to do, the 
church in 2024 is going to focus, plumb herself to the Scriptures, live according to the Word of God without compromise. Do you want to be a part of that? Okay. Now, we know, like other churches, we have a lot of people missing today because people are fighting colds. But they're going to watch this. And if you're watching online and you watch uh, on live feed, whatever the case is, understand that throughout history, Old Testament and New Testament, right and wrong, fluctuated. There was no plumb bob for truth in the Old Testament because there wasn't enough truth built into the people that followed the kingdom of God. And the same problem is today, how we live our lives according to the scriptures and living circumspectly, unwilling, unwilling, unwilling to compromise the truth. Because the more you stand for truth, the more the world says, oh, you're narrow-minded and you're hateful. How many of you know it's not being narrow-minded if you stand to the truth, it's not being hateful if you tell the truth. Let me give you a classic example. Um, there's an issue where um, the lines are blurred in terms of how people believe in the truth. There's a, Susan was sharing a story with me the other day, and I thought, I want to use that, baby. There was a, a pastor who was uh, teaching, the, teaching the Word, and he was in a study in 1 Corinthians. I think it's 1 Corinthians. And in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, there's a story that he happened to fall on and that Sunday morning in his teaching. And it's a story where a young man in the church, a believer, was having an affair with his mother-in-law. You remember that story? Okay. He's having an affair with his mother-in-law. When Paul arrives in Corinth, he finds this out, and he goes intercontinental ballistic. And he says, what are you guys doing? This guy's having an affair with his mother-in-law, and he's active inside the church. Out! Paul threw the guy out of the church. I mean, he threw him out. He said, you're out. You've been given a chance. You aren't willing to repent and stop doing what you're doing. Leave. And he threw him out of the church. And the pastor was teaching on this part of the Scriptures because the guy was, was compromising. And the young people all were upset that Paul had the guy thrown out of the church. It's like, I thought we're supposed to forgive, and I thought we're not supposed to judge people. Really? And the young people, like so many young people today, hopefully not you if you consider yourself one of the young people, hope you don't feel like that's too hard because they were upset, felt like that's not right. You should let him stay in the church. No, Paul said, do that and you leave. And that's considered hate speech. Oh, it's getting quiet. It's getting really quiet. I didn't write that. God did. Okay, that's in your Bible. And so the issue is, is what the world is doing today is the world is saying, because we have a fixed set of standards, a truth that is plumb-lined, 
when we live according to the truth and we refuse to compromise, the world says you're narrow-minded and you're bigoted. When the reality is truth is truth, and if you do truth with a mean spirit and a mean heart, then you are as bad as the person you're accusing. I woke three people up, okay. Um, do you understand that it's important that we understand that when you live your life plumb line to the truth, that people are going to hate you for it, and people are going to think you're narrow-minded. But you can't compromise. 2024, there can be no compromise. If you're going to be plumbed according to the truth, then you're going to have to live the standards. How many of you are willing to live the standards? Okay. Okay. There's plum. That's plum. You live it or you don't live it. Say, well, no, wait a minute. You're going to scare people away. Punch you in the mouth. Because the problem is, is that the there can't be any compromise. There can't be. You say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were, gonna, I thought we were people of love. We are. We love uncompromisingly. We will love you even if you're wrong, but we won't compromise right and wrong. Now, you might be saying, well, wait a minute. You're going to scare people away. Well, maybe some people need to be scared away, okay? Because the truth is, in this series, we're going to debunk the whole idea that God's Word is not really doable. Because it really is doable. Right and wrong can no longer be blurred. And I, I really wanted to start out the year with something really positive and constructive. You're going to have to tear it down to rebuild it. We're going to have to tear it down to rebuild it. So right and wrong has been blurred. And in the process, in this series, we're going to we're going to go after this issue of what's happening in America, and we're going to go to a place where we're no longer going to survive. I don't want to survive anymore. I want to thrive. I don't want you to just survive and get through this. Just muddle through it. Just muddle. Go to work. You know, make, you know, pay your bills and do all the things you do in life and not, not enjoy what's going to happen in 2024 because I believe 2024 is going to be an incredible time for the church in America because the church in America is starting to unite itself. It's like, brothers, I'm going to say this. Is you've got five churches, and maybe, maybe up seven or eight total, five minimum of five churches gathering in this men's event. Five churches. And we're going to deal with the issues of how we're going to live our lives circumspectly to the Word. And I want to encourage you to be a part of this because it's a time where we're getting ready for what's going to take place in our nation. And we're not talking about, the, you know, the elections and all that kind of stuff. But would you go to Matthew chapter 17 with me? Go to Matthew chapter 17. And let me show you something. Listen to what happens as Matthew writes this. In uh, 17, verse 18 and 19, listen to what he says. He says, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Now, it's important that you understand that in verse 18, 
Jesus rebuked the devil. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? If you go on and you read the story, you begin to find out that they were losing their power and their confidence in the truth of who Jesus is. They were losing it. They were beginning to fade, if you will, from the truth because Jesus was uncompromising. He was loving, but he wouldn't compromise. He had no problem addressing false teachings and improper actions in life. And so he begins to speak the truth. And the key word is they grew and they thrived. They took this rebuke and they received it and they walked in it. And I really, really don't want you to think I'm in a bad mood right now. I'm really not. If I had my way, I would teach you really something easy and really something comfortable and then we'd all go to lunch. Sorry, the, 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 the coming year isn't going to let that happen. It, we are going to have to pony up and get ourselves ready for the times that are ahead, and we're going to do it in faith, do it in courage. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe in miracles? Why aren't there enough? Why aren't we seeing what we could see? That's the question of the hour. That's the question of the hour. And I believe something is getting ready to honestly to take place that's not Pentecostal, it's not charismatic, it's not Baptist, it's not Lutheran, it's not anything else, it's just kingdom. That God is raising up a people that aren't compromising anymore, that are willing to plumb their lives according to the truth and not be afraid of walking through Stater Brothers or Walmart. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> or any place else you want to mention and not be plumbed according to the truth and be visibly clear a people of love. And so to grow and to thrive, we're going to have to be plumbed according to the truth. And that means it's going to get hard. It's going to get difficult. You're gonna, we're going to address some issues. You, me, I'm looking into my own life for this year and I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to need to get rid of. But I instinctively know whatever is going to happen in this coming year, if I'm going to advance with the kingdom, something in me is going to have to change. And even if I don't know what it is, and even if you don't know what it is, and not about me, but about yourself, what are you willing to do? What price are we willing to pay for breaking out of the religious mold and moving into the supernatural, moving into a divine encounter with the presence of God like it was in the book of Acts. I don't know about you, but I want, I want a move of God in my own life first. I want something supernatural. Matter of fact, you know, I hadn't planned on doing this, but, you know, two Sundays ago when I was here, we prayed for people with ear problems. And I, I got four, four messages of people that, that were healed. Any of, them, any of them here? I know Geraldine right here. Geraldine came out of surgery. Her ear popped in the middle of service. I got some other text messages. The point I'm trying to make is, when are we going to move into that supernatural zone where it's no longer come into church, have some worship, sing a few songs, 
go home and have lunch. You know what? I'm hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for the days that we've had in the past where we showed up on Sunday morning and didn't know when to leave. There were times, man, where it's like, you know, God would just show up in a service and he'd just manifest himself. He'd just reveal himself and things started happening. People started getting healed. People started getting delivered. Uh, you've heard me tell stories before about things that happened in the past. And people just supernaturally were touched. People were drawn into the building and had never been in the building before. They ended up getting saved, healed, delivered, and set free. I don't know about you, but I am done with church in 2023. I want 2024. Is anybody with me? Wow. The spirit of this world is out to blur the lines and blur the lines with truth and what truth really is and the plumb line of the future. Amos 7.7 7 says this. Listen to what it says. Then he showed me another vision. Listen to what he says. The prophet says, I saw the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. Listen to what he says. He was using a plumb line to see if it was still straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I answered, I see a plumb line. Listen to what happens. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I'm going to test my people with this plumb line, and they're not going to ignore their sins anymore. In other words, God's going to plumb us right here. And it's, it's not going to be just go listen to a message. If, 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 if you've been able to survive on one or two sermons a week, it ain't going to make it anymore. It ain't going to happen. Your life is going to have to be plumbed. They're ready to kick tail and take names. If you think for one moment we're just going to skate through 2024 like we did 2023, I'm sorry, my friends. I am not a prophet, don't want to be a prophet. Besides, I know what they do to the prophets when they're wrong. But I am going to prophesy that 2024 is going to be a time of a good old-fashioned kicking. And the church is going to do the kicking. We are not going to do this passive I go to church, you go to church, we're going bold and aggressive with the message of the gospel because Jesus came into the world to save souls. He didn't come into the world to build church so we could go to church one day a week. He came into the world to make us into living stones that have been plumbed according to his word and build a holy structure to live our lives in the workplace, in the marketplace, and in every situation and let the world know that we are not going to compromise. We're not going to adjust to make you comfortable. We're not going to do whatever we can do to build the crowd. Listen to what I'm going to say. I'm not against the crowd. Listen, I understand the drill. I know the thing about numbers. Okay, I got all that. But listen, we're not about putting butts in chairs. We're putting about putting hearts into the kingdom. That's what this is about. And you can't do that by just a few easy, simple sermons that pat everybody on the back and tell everything's going to be okay. 
There's a, there's a military term, those of you that have military background, <coughs> there's a military term, and it's, are you squared away? And squared away, literally, if you look it up, means are you competent in your position? Listen to what happens if you're squared away, competent in your position, having a high level of situational awareness. Listen to this. And you are ready to address any possible upcoming changes to your oath and your duty of office. In other words, are we ready? I believe in our hearts we are, but something has to change. Something has to change, and I believe, you know, brothers, I'm going to say it again about this conference. If you can't afford it, then I personally, I will pay for you. I'm asking you, brothers, you can't put what's going to happen. You can't let what's going to happen in 2024 rest on the shoulders of your wives and your fellow sisters in the kingdom. It is time for something to happen to us, myself included, that God do something so significant in our community. I, I am not at liberty to tell you everything that is going on inside the community right now that is incredible. But I can tell you this, your city and city officials for the city of Hemet, I cannot speak for Jacinto, but for the city of Hemet, your city officials, you have a born-again, on-fire police chief. You have a born-again, on-fire mayor and vice mayor. You go down the ranks. You begin to see and hear things are happening in our community. We, and you've heard me say this before. Every third Wednesday of the month, we as pastors meet in City Hall in council chambers and sit with part of the council as we talk about how we're going to win our community for Jesus. Tell me that's not something to celebrate. <clears throat> I am fed up with people going, oh, him it. Punch you in the mouth. You know what? It's just like God to take a little dirt water town like this and turn it upside down for the kingdom. And I will get myself in trouble. I'm not going to look at Susan. Sisters, it's not your job until we men do ours. We got to do it. We got to do it. And so we understand that in this process of how we understand that through the scriptures in the New Testament, they live circumspectly according to the word. And in the coming weeks, we're going to look at what the Bible considers to be the four, the four, the scholars believe, the four most important and powerful sermons in the Bible. We're going to study all four of them, and we're going to look at them because they become the four corners of the foundation of the church. And when you hear these sermons that are in the Scripture, you can read them. When you begin to hear them and you begin to dissect them, you begin to realize they were written for today. If you read them as something ancient, they'll never make sense. 
But when you read them, and you read them in the context of what God is going to do in 2024, people say, well, yeah, okay, we're going to see what's happened. Then you get left behind. That's okay. But we're going to do this, and we're going to approach this. So, brothers, I'm asking you, please give this some serious consideration. And wives, you make sure he's there because something powerful is going to happen. And I know we're going to do it in a Calvary Chapel church. Pastor Gary Johnson is a very, very good, close, personal friend. Matter of fact, a lot of people don't know that Pastor Gary, uh, who pastors Calvary Chapel Hammett, was our first administrator of our church when we started over in the old dairy. We're good friends, and we've come together with other pastors, and we're beginning to knit something together as we bond together to have a move of the Spirit of God. But I'm going to say this to you, and I'm not going to say it because they're going to be, their Baptist pastor is going to be there. They're going to be Methodist pastor. They're going to be, it's going to be a hodgepodge. But you know what? We're believing that in the process of the gathering of these men, something's going to go right there. And in the process of what God wants to do, the question is, are we really ready to go to battle for what's at stake? Are we ready? I'm I'm very serious. Are we ready? I love you. I appreciate you. I've served this pulpit for coming into 50 years. I've done everything that I know how to do. And at this point and this time, there's no saving grace except Jesus. Religion ain't going to do it. Philosophy ain't going to do it. Good preaching ain't going to do it. It's just going to be mono mono person on person with Jesus, having a divine encounter, being touched by the power of the person of the Holy Spirit, and infused with a hunger, with a desire to do the kingdom and tell people about Jesus, to just love people and care about people. I was at Stater Brothers again, one of my favorite places. I didn't even tell Susan one of my favorite places. And there's this guy in front of me, and he, he's in that fast line, you know, what is it, 15 items or less? Okay, so he has about 40. And, um, and uh, you know, he's, he's going, oh, oh, no, my wife's going to kill me, you know. And he's, he's not checked yet. The other person's still checking out. He goes, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I forgot the most important thing. I said, well, go get it. I can't go get it. I'm about to be. I said, go get it. I'll, I'll pay for it. Go get it. Go get it. What do you mean you'll pay for it? I said, I'll pay for this. If it comes through, I'll put it on my bill and we'll take care of it. Go get it because if you don't go get it, your wife's going to kill you. <laughs> and he looked at me kind of funny and he had to be at least as old as I am and he took off running. <laughs> and so in the process, here's that's, People are hungry right now. People are, people need to know that we love them and we care for them. And we, we, do, and we don't want to do church. We want to be the church. We want to be the living Word of God in people's lives. And you can do it. You're thinking, man, you don't know how jacked up I am. Oh, listen, I, I invented jacked up, okay? So <laughs> if you understand in the process, 
that God really wants to do something. And Paul says in Corinthians, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. That he's so, he is so ready to move that I, 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 I want us to be in anticipation. I want you to come back, not, not, not with the anticipation, please hear me, not that you come back to this series so that you can hear Bob. Please don't come back next week to hear Bob. Come back next week to hear Jesus, to hear the Word, right? That's what it is. And, and, and if it's not me, if it's Pastor Susan, Pastor Steve, Pastor Suzanne, whoever it is, throughout 2024, listen to the truth and the plumb bob. And when you walk out every single Sunday, ask yourself, am I plumbed according to the truth? Because the world is doing everything it can. It's jacking the system up. It's destroying our children. It's destroying education. It's destroying the economy. It's destroying everything that it can get its hands on except the church because they don't dare mess with her. And you are a part of the living church of Jesus Christ, and your life counts. Your life matters for something. And the, the truth of God's Word is the plumb line for how we're going to deal with these issues in the future and what we're going to do with our lives. And if we don't do this, if we don't, if we don't go after this, I'm afraid to say what I'm going to say. Um, I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, I'm, if you, if you read what took place in the New Testament church, there were, you know, you read the story about the young man who's sleeping with his mother-in-law. There's no way we're going to live the truth and not offend people. It's not doable. You can't do it. You, 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 you can't abide by the scriptures and not expect people to get mad or be offended or hate you. But we aren't going to get mad, we're not going to be offended, and we're not going to hit them back. We're going to live the truth. We're going to do it supernaturally. We're going to live by faith. We're going to live according to the scriptures. We're not going to compromise anymore. You're not going to cheat on your income tax. Is that a nervous laugh? <laughs> you, you, oh, oh, now listen, you know, it's going to get uglier. You're no longer going to fail to tithe. Oh, you're just saying that because you want money. Punch you in the mouth. Listen. Listen to what the Scripture says. You live your life circumspectly. You don't compromise any place anymore because God's going to start busting compromise. Lights are going to shine on compromise. And, and, and we're not going to get away with anything. I, I don't believe we're going to get away with anything. If God's going to move, and I believe he is, 
is going to shine his light every place. And guess what? When God shines his light, it casts no shadows. Everything is exposed. And what can you and I do? You say, well, well, I'm, 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 I'm doing my best to live my life. Here, like you. You're good people. You're loving people. You're caring people. And you're giving people. But if we're going to take this community for the kingdom of God, something has to change right here and right now today. Are you willing to say, I will let the person of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, come into my life, reveal to me in grace and in love and mercy where I'm compromising. And let him do his work and have his way. God loves you and cares for you. Some of you feel so rejected. You've been rejected by religion. You've been rejected by fellow workers. You've been rejected in the marketplace. You've been rejected in the neighborhood. But no more. You're not going to feel the brunt of the rejection because Jesus took it all for you. No one will ever be as rejected as Jesus was because no one was ever perfect as he was. And he lived his life circumspectly and according to justice and according to mercy. And if you understand that, this is what this is all about. People say, well, I don't know if I want to come back to the series. It's going to get worse. Would you bow your head? Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. But Lord Jesus... We all want to be loved. We all want to be cared for. We all want to be respected. And we ask that you grace us. Give us the strength to stand against the spirit of this world that has absolutely refused anything that has been plumbed by your word. But we want to be living examples in the Holy Spirit I don't know. I don't even know exactly what that means for 2024. But would you give us the strength to live the life that you gave to us with your own life? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, let me ask you a question. Please, nobody looking. If, if you know God's convicting you about something in your life, and I'm not going to ask you to say what it is. That's not the point. But you're ready to say, I feel convicted right now about something God wants to do with in my life. Raise your hand. Hold it up. Don't put it down. Got it. 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 Look up, church. As we go from here today, um, 
you march into 2024, we're going to kick tail and we are going to take names. We are not going to compromise. We're going to love people and no matter how much, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult it is, we're going to love people into the kingdom of God and we're going to let our Savior know that we are not ashamed of him, we are not ashamed of the truth, and we're going to live circumspectly according to the word. Amen? Everybody say amen. amen. Okay, Tuesday, 9 a.m., we're going to be cleaning up the church. <laughs> All that's going to go away, okay? And uh, we need help. 